previously on the Todd Kaufman Show. Not in a million years did I think I would ever raise kids in an era that we're living in right now. I, I can't do a mask. I, let me be straight up and simple. I can't do a mask. Nope. So let me tell you the, the backstory to this real quick. Uh, I'm having to work out of a, or I, I've had to work out of a different office uh, for the last two, about two weeks, two and a half weeks. And uh, we have to walk through a common area and you have to wear a mask to get from there to where I need to be. And it's, I mean, it's probably a five minute walk. And by the time I get to where I need to be, I'm like <laughs> sweating profusely. Yeah, can't do it. Welcome aboard to the Todd Kaufman Show, episode number nine. Thank you for listening wherever you're joining us from. This is the Kaufman Radio Studios from Salina, Texas. A very good Friday evening to you. I love that it's summer. Getting gorgeously tan in summer. Yeah. I've watched that movie too many times. <laughs> Way too many times. But I've got a five-year-old and a two-year-old, so you understand why. Um, but yeah, I, I, my wife and I are supposed to go to Disney World in November. We were supposed to go uh, for our 10-year wedding anniversary at the end of April. Actually, we were going to be... Yeah, it was right at the end of April because our last day at Disney World would have been May 1st, our 10-year wedding anniversary. Thanks, COVID, for making that freaking suck. We spent our anniversary actually playing basketball outside with neighbors, so that was cool. A 10-year wedding anniversary, playing basketball with neighbors. Did you ever think that would be possible? Uh, but uh, So we're supposed to go in November. We moved the trip to November, uh, the second week in November. Neither one of us have ever been there. And I know there's restrictions in place, and I talked about it the last show. Uh, I, I can't do a mask. I, I, and especially now I'm not saying Orlando is going to be humid that time of year. Not that I, I, I don't know. Maybe it is. Maybe it isn't. I don't know. I've never actually spent time in Orlando, but, uh, some people tell us that it's supposed to be nice weather. Some people tell us that it's supposed to be still humid. Some people tell us it's going to be raining. Um, but I can't do a mask for th- If I can't do it for the five minute walk from the front part of the office that I have to walk through to where I have to go in a common area. I am not going to do it for 13, 14 hours. If you, if you think I'm sweating profusely on a five-minute walk, just think of what my face is going to look like for 13 hours. I'm going to come back with that tan line of a mask. <laughs> I'm going to look like the Joker without without the makeup. That's what's going to happen. Oh, dearie, dear. Uh, so, again, a good Friday evening to you. We're, we're doing um, we're doing video and uh, audio uh, so you'll be able to hear the audio side of the podcast if you want to listen to it uh, on your drive or if you want to, uh, heck, even fire it up on YouTube and, and just put the, put it in the cup holder. You don't need to see my ugly mug to, to listen to the show, but uh, drive safely. Don't look down at the cup holder. Just listen like I did to, with the conversation with uh, Pastor Stephen Furtick and Pastor John Gray over the weekend. It was posted on YouTube. I fired it up, put it in my cup holder, and listened all the way to work. Didn't even look down once. But what a conversation that was. If you have a chance, go to YouTube and look up that conversation from over the weekend. It was fantastic. Fantastic. And let me tell you, I don't think any of us ever realized that we would be living in a world that we're living through right now. As I said in the the intro part of the show, I didn't think I'd ever be raising kids in this kind of atmosphere, in the atmosphere that we're in right now. 
Uh, you know, I thought COVID was bad. <laughs> this has got COVID beat 20 times over. But, you know, before I, I get to that, uh, you can tell where my Fresno State Bulldogs and then I'm repping my, my San Diego Padres hat. Yeah, I'm a San Diego Padres fan, which is really no way to live. Um, growing up in, you know, living in San Diego, I lived in San Diego and Orange County. And then I, I went to, I lived in Fresno for a while, went to high school there. Um, but living in Orange County, my favorite memory of going to Padre games was um, leaving early in the morning. And for those of you that are familiar with the, with uh, Orange County, I lived right down the street from John Wayne airport. If that pretty much tells you where I was. And I would make the drive down the 405 to the, or I guess it, yeah, the 405 to the five. And I'll tell you about how I was corrected many times moving here to Texas. I'll tell you that story here in a minute. Um, but making drives through places like San Clemente and San Juan Capistrano and Oceanside, and especially on a sunny day, on a, a Sunday morning with that sun glistening off the ocean, man, there was just nothing like it. There was just nothing. It, that was, and I, that's still one of my favorite drives ever. Um, and I've been up Highway 1 uh, going through some really, really beautiful areas, Monterey, Carmel, stuff like that. Um, which, by the way, am I the only one that's really not that enamored with Pebble Beach? I'm just saying, I and, and maybe I'm jaded because I've I've been at that golf course, I don't know, six seven times in my life. I'm just not that enamored with it. I'm just not. Um, anyway, so uh, fast forward to moving here to Texas 12 years ago, and I I had made a comment about I needed to go somewhere. I think I was going out to Rockwell or my, where my aunt and uncle used to live, and. Uh, I wasn't real familiar with the road, so I was asking, and I said, you know, so I get on the 635, and they went, what did you just say? I said, what? I, I, I'm asking for directions on how to get there. I get on the 635, and they went, what is, this? What is the? What is, what is this? What is, no, the? It's just 635. I'm like, well, you don't tell somebody to get on the interstate, right? You tell them to get on the interstate. And I, you know, so... And now here I am 12 years later and it's Dallas North Tollway and 635 and 114 and 380 and <laughs> I don't say that anymore. Uh, but you kind of adapt, don't you? You adapt to where you're living. Um, the other thing that, that I enjoy so much is I've gotten used to the storms out here. God, they're amazing. And we, I, and I mean, luckily we really haven't had a bad one this year. Um, we've had some few, you know, a few close calls and storms that have, um, that have run by the area. Uh, but haven't really done anything. We haven't had any hail, just a lot of noise with thunder and, and a pretty sweet lightning show. I've gotten some good video and pictures. And it, I had a, uh, a guy that I work with, I shouldn't say I work with, on a different team. He's up in Washington State. And Jeff, if you're watching this, I'm about to tell a story about you, partner. Um, but he posted on Facebook about uh, a severe thunderstorm warning where he lives in Washington State. And I'm like, you rookies. <laughs> In Texas, we're sitting on our front porch with a bear going, hell yeah, bring that bring that thing on. We're outside taking pictures. And we do. In our neighborhood, when we see a severe thunderstorm warning, especially during the day, we get some pretty sweet pictures of that storm coming in. We don't hide from these things, man. <laughs> we got our cameras and we're sitting on the front porch going, come on, baby, come on in. Welcoming that storm in. But... Uh, it, it was it was funny some of the responses that uh, that I was getting from him and some other people and 
uh, he was saying, I don't know, you can keep those out there. I'm like, you rookies. What's wrong with you people? We're getting tornadoes. And it, I don't know if you saw the, the hail that rolled through, not this area, but uh, I forget where that was. Up near, uh, was it Wichita Falls or somewhere just west of there? I mean, like that. Dude, that was, I, I've never seen anything like that. Going straight through people's roofs and leaving big old holes. And you know cars weren't surviving that. I haven't seen hail like that ever. And I've had, I've actually had hail destroy the, the back windshield of the, the car that I used to have. I used to have a Scion TC. And uh, we had a storm roll through here. It was probably... That was probably eight, nine years ago. And it completely did... I mean, just ripped through the, the back windshield. And uh, I think my wife and I had only been married for like a year or so. And she goes, well, just be careful... Uh, driving home and it hit the front windshield <clears throat> and I said well what if the the back windshield goes out she goes well what's the worst that could happen I'm like my front windshield is, is pretty severely cracked that can blow out and bro- go right in my face and she goes well I didn't think of that <laughs> oh yeah the the joys of living here in Texas but I do love it I I, I think this is a great state to raise a family um, we live in, in one of the more incredible neighborhoods that I've ever lived in. I, I mean, ever, um, our kids have some fantastic friends. We have some fantastic friends out here. Um, I'm not going to do shout outs cause I'll forget somebody and somebody got pissed and I'm not going to do that. But, uh, the world we're living in right now, guys, um, I don't really know what to say about it. I tried last week and okay, before I get there. Let me get here real quick. I was disappointed in what I did last week because I thought sitting out on the back patio with the sun shining and the birds chirping, as you heard, put the microphone out there. I just thought it would be really cool ambiance to have. I don't know. I just thought the ambiance would be really neat. But I was so worried about being on Facebook Live and I was looking over here in the corner. And I was worried about that number not going right. You, you know where it says live up here in the corner and you see, you know, one or two or however many it is. And then down here in the corner, you see the name pop up. And you might have heard me go, you know, Brian, I see you. And I just got so worried about that. I got away from what I was used to doing, what I was good at doing. The, the inflection that I show in my voice now is what I'm used to giving you. I'm not... I hate trying to lower my voice or forcing my voice to lower because I don't want to bother people that might be sitting in their backyard or listening to me talk on a on a podcast and then I get this, you know, from a backyard fence. Hey, moron, I, you, stop talking about this stuff. You should, you know, I don't, I didn't want to bother anybody. So why I did that, I for those of you that watched, I'm sorry, that was a really terrible idea from me. Um, but I needed to get back to where I was used to being the, the intros, the, the, the radio side of it. And then as I was kind of messing around with the, the audio and I fired up, um, the video side of it, and this is recorded, so it's not live, but, um, I played the intro when it played on the video side of it. I went, Hey, now we're talking. Now I can record the video and do the audio at the same time, or we're going to be getting the same thing. So this is going to be incredibly cool when it goes up on YouTube. Um, but the audio side is also available on anchor. 
uh, on Google Podcast, on Spotify. Um, you can find it on those uh, those mediums as well. And I hope that you do. Uh, I hope that you take us with you. Uh, if you're going to the grocery store, if you're running errands, um, I hope you'll fire up the podcast, listen to it, subscribe on YouTube. Um, I, I would love, love, love to have you follow along. I do. I, I try to do encouragement videos as much as I can, um, especially this day and age. I think we need more encouragement and more love than we do um, more hatred, which we seem to get a lot more of these days. Um, but getting into that, um, pardon me while I drink, not really, but water. Anyway, um, see, I'm going to be real <laughs> when I do the video, I'm going to be real. I'm sorry. That's just get used to it. Um, as I said at the outset of the show, I never in a million years thought that I would be raising kids in a world that would be falling apart at the seams. Not that we haven't been here before, not like we haven't been in these moments before, because we have. But I didn't think that I would be. And granted, our kids haven't seen it. You know, we don't we don't watch the news. I try to stay away from the news. Um, I, I was an idiot and. Uh, didn't stay away from Twitter. I hadn't been on in like six months and I fired it up to post one of the videos there. And I thought I'll just, I'll share this there because it's just another medium for me to put my stuff out there. And Holy crap, the hatred and the vitriol and the good Lord people. Really? Holy smokes. Is that what it's come to now? And, and I understand that what happened was awful. And what happened should have never happened. And what happened was, I mean, just tragic isn't even the word for it. But what scares me so much is having to have a conversation coming up. I haven't had to have the conversation yet because, again, my five-year-old daughter hasn't seen it. We've kept her away from it. We don't watch the news unless it's weather-related and we have to worry about storms coming in. Um, Or, you know, if there's a really the only time we ever start to worry is if there's a hail core or a tornado somewhere nearby other other than that, you know, they say severe, you know, severe thunderstorm warning. And then we go out in the front patio and start taking, <laughs> start taking pictures. Um, but other than that, we don't watch the news. We watch Paw Patrol and Doc McStuffins and Frozen for the 500th time. The movie that my, my two-year-old son has gotten into is uh, Ferdinand. Great movie the first three or four times. Funny, maybe getting into five and six times. After 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15, 16, 17, 18, 19, 20. <laughs> it's not fun anymore. Uh, it's, a, it's a cute movie, though, for kids. If, you, if you're if you a parent, you haven't seen it, watch it. It's really It really is a cute movie. Um, but we just don't, we don't watch the news. But I know eventually, my five-year-old who's about to go into kindergarten, I mean... Where did the time go? Um, but I, I don't want to have the conversation with her and her not really understanding what truly is happening. And I don't want to do it too early because I don't want her hearing things. Well, and I think that's that's the hard part, right, being a parent, is either you don't have the conversation with them early enough and they start hearing the, the, the things from school, right? Or where they are or from people that they're around or 
you know, teachers end up talking about it and they come home saying, mommy, daddy, what is, and you're going, well, I guess I'm gonna have to have that conversation with you. But my daughter has such a soft spirit that I don't think she'll truly understand the gravity of what's happening. Like if we were driving, um, let's just say, for example, Frisco, who just had a protest uh, this past week, excuse me. Um, If we were driving down the street and she saw this long line of people, as far as the eye can see, and her first question is, why are they walking on the road, Daddy? Not, and we didn't see it. We, you know, I, I, I saw it from social media that it was happening. But you know, we didn't. Again, we don't watch the news, and, and my daughter didn't see it. But I'm just saying, if she did, if we were driving past it, and there's this long line of people, and my daughter from the back seat says, you know, what's what are all these people walking out here for, Daddy? I don't know how I would seriously explain to her what is really happening, where she can understand, because she really hasn't understood COVID for what it has been. All she knew is all of her friends disappeared from the daycare that she was at. She has been sad for the last four or five months. Thankfully, her friends have started to have almost all of them have come back. But for those four or five months, she just couldn't truly understand the gravity of how serious this situation was. So when we talk about what's happening in this world, trying to explain it to our kids now, some of you have teenagers, and that's an easier conversation to have, and they understand what you're explaining to them. But you get into a, to a conundrum as a parent when to have that conversation, right? Because this isn't a conversation to be taken lightly. It's not a conversation that is easy on anyone, regardless of, of whether they're 5, 6, 7, 13, 16, 25. It's just not an easy conversation. If you watch the conversation that, that Pastor Stephen Furtick and Pastor John Gray had, you could tell it's not an easy conversation, even between friends who have known each other for years. But the problem is, and I posted this on a video um, earlier this week, I'll link it up for you, uh, somewhere up here, somewhere over the rainbow, I don't know. Somewhere over here, over there, somewhere. Um, but I think, and and actually, I'll I'll repeat what Stephen Furtick said, and it was so perfect. He said, "We have lost the art of conversation, and we have replaced it with clicks, likes, and comments." Ooh, say it again. <laughs> Oh, man, was that good. When I heard that, man, my hands flew off the steering wheel. I'm like, oh, baby, say it again. We have replaced real conversation with clicks, likes, and comments. And that is 100% true. We have no problem having a conversation or a supposed conversation on social media. We have no problem arguing with somebody on social media because again even though your face is painted on facebook even though your face is right there front and center you can say whatever you want to say and you're not going to be held accountable for it because you don't live next door to them you're not standing in front of them where they might punch you a good friend of mine made that point where yeah because you're not going to say something that's going to get you punched if you're standing right in front of somebody, you wouldn't say, 
in front of somebody that the same thing you're saying on social media, you wouldn't do that in front of somebody because you probably would offend them and you'd probably get your ass kicked. That's the truth of it. We have replaced real conversation with clicks, likes, and comments. We are so, we are more worried about how many likes we get on a post than how many conversations we've had with friends. We care too much about how many friends we have on Facebook, how many likes we have on Instagram, how many retweets we have on Twitter than we do with real conversations, meaningful conversations. I've got some friends that are coming, uh, a bunch of guys, there's probably eight or nine of us a week from today. And we're going to have some real conversations. Easy? No. But guys, we need to have conversations. If you're in a marriage, do you handle your conversation with social media? Or are you not having conversations? You want me to ask you again? Do we handle our marriages that way? Do we handle our marriages that way? Do we handle our kids that way? Do we just leave, do do we sit at and and really I I you probably seen it just as much as I have. If you go to a restaurant, how many tables do you see with four people, mom, dad, and kids like this? How many? But that's what conversation has become. I wouldn't be the least bit surprised if they're texting each other. We have lost the art of conversation. We have also lost the art of understanding. We are so quick to speak. We are so quick to speak. And very, very slow to listen. We have the ability amazingly to have more of a negative outlook on what's happening in our lives than we do positive. We have the ability to be negative towards somebody more than we do positive. We have the ability to be more mad about something than we do happy. Look at the Yelp reviews that you see on restaurants. You ever been to, to Yelp and trying to see a, a, uh, a review on a place that you want to go eat and you see a ton of negative reviews? doesn't mean it's a bad place. It just means people aren't that patient anymore. Their meal wasn't the way they expected it to be. They were demanding. They thought that a great meal was meant for them. That's what they were entitled to. And when they didn't get it, they went right to Yelp. What is it, 60, 70, 80% of the comments you see on there are negative? Doesn't mean the place is bad, just means people are pissed off. But it's so easy for us when we're pissed off. We love to be angry. We love it. We love to be offended. We love to be upset. Because it's easier for us to tear somebody down or tear something down than it is to build it up. And I'm not just talking about schools. I'm not just talking about bullies. Bullies aren't just in high school, folks. They're not. It's time for us to find a way to come together. I hate to to use the cliche, united we stand, divided we fall. 
but until we figure out how to get back to that, the, the, the issue that I have, and I think more so than, than I realize is why did it take nine 11 to figure out that we could be united? Why did it take nine 11 where thousands of people lost their lives for us to wave American flags and say, we are Americans and we're going to stand for each other. It shouldn't take that. Why can't we do that on a daily basis? Why is it when we drive in our own neighborhoods, we can't even wave to people. We can't smile. What? Because you just don't want to wave. You don't want to be friendly. You don't, I don't know them. So what? Do you know what a smile does to somebody? Do you know the person that you're walking past? If you're going for a walk, and I want to challenge you about something. Let me challenge you. If you're going for a walk, if you're walking around your neighborhood, and you see somebody come in the opposite direction, and you know you're going to pass them, you know more times than not, they're probably going to have earbuds on, because most everybody does these days. Is there a reason that you can't smile as you walk by? Is there a reason you can't mouth Is there a reason you can't? Or do you just choose not to? You know what else we've lost the art of? And I, I a lot of us wondered this uh, among our circle of friends. When COVID came along, we were talking about how much we miss going to church. And I do, man. I miss corporate worship. I do. I, I mean, I can crank up Elevation Worship Graves in the Gardens, which is an amazing, amazing song. I can crank that bad boy up in the car with the windows down. I can crank that up here at home. But it's not the same. It's just not. It's a very different feeling being with a bunch of people and in those voices shaking the room and that music shaking the room. There's just nothing like it. It just doesn't. Music in a living room cannot be replaced. I should say music in a church cannot be replaced with music in a living room. You can dance, you can throw your hands up, you can sing your heart's content, but it's not the same and you know it. But we were talking about losing the art of a handshake or, or really losing the ability to shake somebody's hand. With COVID, it was always with washing your hands and you know, don't touch anybody and don't hug anybody and social distancing this and you know, being near people that and you know, mask this and and we wondered out loud, are we ever going to be able to shake somebody's hand again? How many of us, when we were growing up, were taught the art of a handshake? My great-grandfather was the first one to teach me how important a firm handshake was. And it didn't matter whether you were interviewing for a job or you were just meeting someone for the first time. How many of us have gotten a positive vibe from someone who gives you that firm handshake and then how many of you have gotten that limp wrist and you said to the people that you were with or you said to your significant other, did you get the limp wrist? The limp hand, they go like this. I hate that. <laughs> I hate that. Or just that limp. Just the, you know, really? But are you not going to shake someone's head? When you go back to church, when we're allowed to be back in church again, are you going to extend your hand? Can we extend our hand? Can we shake somebody's hand? I can tell you right now, number one, 
if a mask is required, I don't know that I'll be back. I, I just, I don't know. I don't know that I can. I joked about wearing a mask at the outset of the show, but I'm being, you know, in certain situations, if I'm a, you know, and a good friend of mine has MS and a, a, a fever can be very, very threatening to his health. And I understand trying to protect somebody else. He's a really good friend of mine and I wouldn't do anything to put his health in jeopardy. So I would make a decision if I was forced to wear a mask in church I probably wouldn't. I wouldn't just go and go, you know what? I'm not going to wear a mask. You can't for- force me to wear a mask. I'm going to be here and I'm not. I just wouldn't go. And I would continue to worship from my own home. I would continue to listen to the message from my own home. But the other thing is if we have to social distance and we have to stay away from people and we can't shake their hand, I don't know how I'm going to go back. And people have, have made the point, and God, I, I'm sorry to bring this point up, and it's, to a certain degree, it's true. We're still in a pandemic, guys. That hasn't stopped. We're supposed to be social distancing, and we've got hundreds upon hundreds upon thousands of people standing within inches of each other. They're not talking about pandemic. So what is this really? Are we still in a pandemic? Is Was this ever real in the first place? Yeah, it was real. But to what extent? It was real to a lot of people who lost loved ones to this. But I understand the people who are questioning it. Because as these protests are going on, no one's talking about COVID. No one's talking about social distancing. No one's putting boxes on the streets saying you stand here and you stand there. You're not six feet from them. So either we're in a pandemic or we're not. Is this over? Can we go back to... I mean, to to some aspect, we're starting to go back to normal life. Texas just opened stadiums to 50% capacity. I imagine restaurants are back to 50% at this point, I think. But doesn't it make you question, are, are we done with this? Is this, I mean, are we can we go back to normal life or, or do we still have to protect ourselves and other people? And for how long? Guys, there's so many questions that we live in these days. But I go back to the fact that we need to be more patient and understanding and empathetic to each other. Responsible to each other to love on each other, to be patient with one another, to understand one another. And instead of being worried about how many clicks, likes, and comments you have, have the patience and ability to sit down and have a conversation with somebody. We're not all like each other. We're never going to be like each other. But the more divided that we are, the more we hate each other, the more, or the, excuse me, the less understanding that we have of each other. This is never going to go away. But the moment we start understanding the plight of others, you can agree with it or not. I don't care. 
That's not for me to say. I'm not going to force you to agree one way or the other. But I am asking you to understand. I am asking you to look somewhere else other than your own beliefs. When we're, we hear about something, let me, let me use an example. And this was another, this was another hot button topic that we went through, still going through vaccinations. When a lot of us had our first child, how many of you read up on the subject? I'll wait. How many of you typed in Google searches and read everything you can get your hands on to decide whether or not you were going to vaccinate your children? I'm not I'm not judging you one way or the other. There's plenty of that going around. I'm just asking the question. How many So why is it when we come to this kind of topic that we don't want to understand? As my dog starts barking. Guys, at some point we need to figure out how we're going to understand one another. We need to understand how we can come together and understand each other. You want to read up on vaccinations? Then how about listening to somebody else who's experienced more than you? I'm not mad. I'm just asking you to try something different. This is going to be a good weekend. This is going to be a great weekend, actually. I've got a lot of great things going on. We're we're doing something big tomorrow. Some friends uh, in the neighborhood and I are meeting on Saturday and we're going to change our neighborhood. We're going to love on our neighborhood and I'm excited. Let me tell you, I'm excited guys. I appreciate you hanging around. Um, hit that subscribe button over here. <laughs> I'm doing this again right here down in the corner, hit that subscribe button, follow along. Um, I hope you continue to watch the encouragement videos. I hope you continue to watch the Todd Kaufman show. It's just my own thoughts, giving you my own thoughts coming into your home. I appreciate you allowing me into your home or your car or your business, wherever you're coming, wherever you're listening from or watching from. Um, I hope you continue to enjoy. I hope you have a great, great Friday evening. I hope you have a great weekend. Let's have a better week than we had this week. All right. I love y'all. Have a great evening and we'll catch you on the flip side. So long, everybody.